0: I noticed that i started tripping uh, as i as i walked and the, the the last thing that made me finally contact the doctor was when i was giving a presentation and i noticed that i was having a hard time pronouncing the words that i was saying it, it was a case of not telling me anything but seeing them nodding not nodding at each other as in like mm, yeah we know what's going on here but we're not going to tell them anything as i was busy translating that book and I really didn't want to talk to anyone about it. I didn't want to even have to think about it more than just typing like symptoms on Google and saying that it could be this, that and that. Uh, And I was like, all right, so uh, brain tumour, something else or multiple sclerosis.
1: Seb Mortensen, welcome to the MS Mindset. How are you?
0: Very well, Liam. Thank you.
1: Good. I'm glad How to you? hear it. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. It's, it's really great to finally catch up because I think we've been sort of following each other's uh, YouTube channels for, for quite a while and leaving yes. comments and, and, and things like that. So it's nice to actually have a conversation and, and, and albeit virtually be face to face. But yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, you are all the way over in Spain at the moment.
0: That is correct.
1: Yep brilliant so not too much of a time difference we, we managed to work with the
0: hour that's absolutely fine luckily there's um, only that one annoying hour yeah <laughs> that <laughs> makes to, it makes it weirdly difficult
1: it, sometimes it does yeah depending on yeah uh, on yeah evening routines or afternoon but yeah we've managed to get yeah. there um so are you born and raised in spain or did you move to spain
0: not at all um i don't know if you want to want me to tell, my, tell you my whole life story but um <laughs> basically <laughs> i'm I'm half danish half mexican Oh, yeah okay. uh, but it it's a bit of a mess, because on top of that, I was not born in either Denmark or Mexico. I was born in Brussels, and I grew up in right. Italy.
1: Okay. Half Danish, right? half Mexican, born in Brussels, live in Spain. Raised in Italy. Raised in Italy. And then I,
0: then I did my <laughs> high school in L.A., wow. and, uh, and then I spent my 20s in Denmark. So that made right. a little bit more sense.
1: Yeah, I guess, I guess so. But uh, albeit be, you know, a very... Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what that word is. You're very <laughs> cultured, I guess, and uh, well-travelled. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So, what brought, you
1: to, what, what brought you to Spain then? How, why, why, why Spain? As, as it being that it's not any of the places that you uh, were linked to
0: originally. No, 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 no. But since I was uh since I was like a teenager, uh, Barcelona, which is where I'm based, uh, has been like at the top of my list of places where I wanted to live. Yeah. And uh, when I fell in love, I met someone living here in spain i was living in denmark at the time and uh living in a dreary you know rainy cold country like all of a sudden the idea of moving to a sunny country was super attractive to me and uh, so i did it i packed up all my stuff and i came down here to spain it's now been six years that i've been living here
1: wow that's a hell of a journey and, and nice to settle somewhere that you've always wanted to uh always wanted to base yourself so um yeah, yes. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of, of any and all the countries that you've uh, you've you've been to. So um, I think I'd be happy to uh, to base myself in any one of them. But yeah, lovely. So um, we both have YouTube channels that primarily talk about um multiple sclerosis, which we both have. Um, yes, so I just is. wanted to to ask you um, just so is it relapsing
0: remitting that you've got? It is. It is yeah. according to the doctor.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm sort of the same kind of mm, suspicion with mine. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. There's not much, um, (laughs) not much remittance, it seems more, more of the relapse. No. (laughs) So where, where were you based when you found out that you had um, MS, which of the many countries were you in Denmark? Uh, I was, I was in Denmark. Yeah. Yeah. Copenhagen. And how long was it then from being in Copenhagen Discovering you had MS before you ended up in Spain, what was that kind of time frame? Uh, Just as a bit. Twenty
0: thirteen to twenty eighteen. Yeah, it's five years that I spent in Denmark. Okay. Uh, fighting, like biking through the rain and the cold, like uh, yeah. shivering all over the place, and uh, yeah. yeah, it was it was tough. Yeah, you've got to because life in Denmark that. is tough. Yeah, yeah like Danish people, they really or, or we really pride ourselves on being like tough and being able to endure uh, yeah. tough, com- tough uh, circumstances. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, all of a sudden I felt like I wasn't, I didn't really have that thick skin yeah. anymore. And I didn't really want to face those difficulties. Like I had enough in my daily life already. So, yeah,
1: I suppose as well, mm-hmm. if, you know, if you are struggling and the weather's miserable, mm-hmm. it's hard to yeah. pull yourself out of that. And I suppose if you've got lots of vitamin D and a nice bright environment, then perhaps it's, um, a little bit easier perhaps to, to, to manage, exactly. uh, to deal with things exactly, exactly. So yeah. what was your um diagnosis experience like then how, how and, and when did you discover um, you mentioned obviously you were in brussels 2013 i think you said what what was happening mm-hmm. at the time how did you kind of i, I was
0: in discover? i was in denmark yeah i, I was in denmark uh, at university um and um i was still a student at the time and i was i was basically translating a book and it was a huge book like it was a colossal project that i was involved in so I, I noticed that I had been developing like uh, double vision, getting increasingly worse as days went by, and then more symptoms started pining up, uh, such as like I had a hard time typing, which is not ideal when you're busy translating a book. Definitely not. Um, and then uh, I noticed that I started tripping uh, as I as I walked, and the, the the last thing that made me finally contact the doctor was when I was giving a presentation and I noticed that I was having a hard time pronouncing the words that I was saying. So then I called the doctor and, um, yeah, my GP sent me immediately to the hospital because they said that, uh, they couldn't do anything about that, that it was best to go to, to a neurologist. And I was there at the hospital for three days and three nights, uh, having them run all sorts of tests on me and until they, announced the diagnosis wow and so, so what, yeah. what was
1: that like then for you in terms of the the doctor did they give you any kind of understanding of what it might be or was it a case of listen we're not sure off you go to the hospital
0: it, it was a case of not telling me anything but seeing them nodding not nodding at each other wow. as in like mm, yeah we know what's going on here but we're not going to tell them anything yeah <laughs> so that that was definitely a very uncomfortable feeling
1: yeah, I can imagine. Like I've I've spoken on other videos and other other podcasts where I feel like I'd almost figured it out myself up until the point of diagnosis, and the yeah. the, the neurologist at the time I think almost threw me off a little bit until my my uh, my partner arrived and and was able to then break the news. Yeah. So it was a little bit of a dip and a roller coaster, but I suppose there was a little bit of me that was then able to almost pre pre process that phrase, but start to try and yeah. come to terms with certain things, whereas yeah Uh, yours obviously hit you like a bombshell what was what was that like when you got the diagnosis
0: no i actually i actually saw that video you're talking about and i could totally relate to it because as i was busy translating that book and i really didn't want to talk to anyone about it i didn't want to even have to think about it more than just typing like symptoms on google and saying that it could be this that and that uh and i was like all right so uh brain tumor uh something else or multiple sclerosis So the context is that I was 27 years old and I had a cousin in Mexico who died of a brain tumor when she was 28.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. So
0: I had that looming over me uh, yeah. And when I saw brain tumor, I was like, no, 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 multiple sclerosis, multiple sclerosis. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll take that instead, anytime. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's not, not a great menu to choose from, really, to be honest, is it? But no, I suppose, no. yeah, <laughs> yeah, the survival rate, I guess, is, is more favorable. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. So, um, yeah, same as you, when I heard the diagnosis, I was sort of prepared to to it. Yeah, so when the doctor broke the news, it was on my radar. And I was yeah. sort of expecting it. And out of the out of the possible options, it was definitely, definitely the least worse one. Yeah. So th- there was there was a, a bit of a hint of relief. Yeah, I guess so. Whereas my partner, who was sitting by my side when when I got the news, uh, started breaking out in tears and, and like unconsolably crying and holding. And, and I was like, like, I was like calming him down, like. It's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, it was like the role reversed. Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was a bit of an absurd experience. That, when I think about it, but yeah,
1: yeah. So, in the moment, you're just sort of dealing with it, aren't you? But now you're looking back, it, yeah, quite the, quite the bombshell. And and I think that that yeah. can be quite. Um, well, it certainly was in 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 my respect as well. My my wife, well, my now wife, she, um, she was a lot more upset at first than I was, and I think perhaps there was that. There was the shock factor, of course. I was yeah. okay. I, I'm, I'm not really sure. I fully understand what it, what it is, but okay, let's, yeah. let's. Now we know what it is. You know, the, the process starts, but, um, I think, um, she, she was a little bit more, uh, well, a little bit more clued up on what it was. But I suppose again, the extremes uh, that we probably started to see more when we first were diagnosed. Yeah. So yeah, I, I was just, and I, I guess you do go through through a bit of a grieving process as well, don't you? So there's that delay kind of emotional reaction reaction it hits
0: it. you later yeah and in, in my case it hit me like I would say like a year later wow it it took me like months of like being in denial really just I felt like there was a sadness coming over me but I was just like nah but it's nothing it's nothing and then all of a sudden bam it hit me and I got yeah. super depressed and uh yeah
1: yeah was that influenced perhaps by any um new symptoms or anything were you sort of semi coping with what you had starting to deal with it and then hit you harder because had other had you seen more progression or more
0: relapses or anything like that It was realizing that um, despite the fact that there was medication that there was a there was a way to to prevent the progression from being too um, too violent mm-hmm that the progression was still going to be there and i was noticing that in my body that right. it was even though there were no relapses as such no new symptoms as such but there was a gradual worsening of of like yeah. my whole situation yeah
1: and i think that kind of goes back as well to to our sort of suspicions of the the whole relapsing and diagnosis because i've i've certainly found that i've i've never like i still have all the symptoms i've ever had none of them have yeah. ever gone away and they're no. only gradually getting worse. Yet yeah. I have relapse and remitting, not anything else. So, yeah, yeah, whether whether it's a slightly different variation, I, I don't know. But yeah, I think when you when you start to notice the impact more, I suppose that yeah. it's nat- it's natural that your your emotional response to it is is going to increase as well, and you're going to start to find it harder to deal
0: with. Absolutely, absolutely. And it also made me like question my whole like uh, future existence. Um, what was going to happen to me in the future uh what kind of career did i want because i was um I, w- I was a bit of an academic at the time so i really wanted to be like dedicate my life to being like you know it submerged in my books doing research but um all of a sudden there was just too much too much information for me to take in yeah. and i felt that my brain was not able to process all that information anymore so i was like no really questioning what is it that I want to do with my life? What can I do from now on That's true, with my yeah. life? What, what options
1: are available, I guess, at that point? You, you assume exactly. you know, it's going to be limited. And yeah. exactly. so, so had you noticed quite quickly, then more cognitive sort of changes in, in the way you were sort of able to process yeah. information or, or manage sort of new material and things like that?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, so, I remember like being in conversation with like uh, some, some pretty eminent professors uh trying to remember the title of a book. But even though I had read the book like two days before, I couldn't remember the title. So that's why it dawned on me that, okay, maybe I've gotta reconsider what I'm gonna do about my future. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, a quite a, a significant thing to have to try to think about when you feel maybe that you've already made a lot of those important decisions you're already on the path that you are trying to to go down and the you know the academic structure that you were that you were already in and then suddenly to think yeah actually that might might not be the case i can imagine that was quite yeah i can imagine as you've started to figure that out naturally you you're going to find it difficult to deal with
0: yeah and that was a year after diagnosis that i was talking about that depression hit me <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah, and, and, and hit you, it does. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so how far or how much time was remaining sort of left in your studies at the time? Um, so where, where were you on that sort of journey? And, and how did you find the remainder <laughs> of the, the time studying?
0: I had a year left of my master's degree, uh, after which I was like the plan the whole time had been for me to complete my master's and then apply for a PhD but uh like everything having been redefined mm-hmm. i no longer had that in uh in in my plans so yeah a year after that moment that's when i graduated from my master's degree and uh had to find a way to make things work
1: yeah so you were able to complete the masters but then just you didn't then go on to do the phd that you you'd, you'd hoped to do at the time
0: correct correct
1: yeah, yeah. so obviously having followed your your channel and i suppose i, I can uh, address you by your your more youtube more familiar name of, of life of seb um yes. your your life for those that perhaps um and i imagine there'll be lots of people that are, that are watching this um because they are part of your audience and will know your story and your journey but um there will be some people that um that are perhaps from from my channel or or, or people that have come across from the youtube uh, sorry, from the, the instagram community that perhaps don't know your story and Maybe mm-hmm. surprised to learn that having been incredibly academic, uh, you went completely mm-hmm. the other way and, and did something amazing and, and completely different. What, what was that change like and, and how did you sort of decide to do that?
0: Uh, well, the change was um, based on the fact that I needed more stability. Um, as, as some of you may know, uh, the academic career is very unstable and very uncertain. Mm-hmm. And I felt like having MS, I had enough uncertainty in my life already. So I wanted, I wanted to have like a full-time, uh, regular desk job. And, uh, that's, that's what I ended up doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I found a job in Barcelona, which, uh, on top of having found my partner in Barcelona, I was like, all right, well, this is a perfect combination. So I'm just gonna go for it. And it's now been six years that I've been doing this, uh, desk-based job. And, uh, on the side, um, I'm also a yoga teacher. So I do that for fun once in a while. I used to do that uh, as a professor um, for a little bit as a side job. But now I'm uh, because of lack of time and, and lack of energy and lack of predictability of my energy yeah. levels. I also do it more like sporadically for fun.
1: Yeah. And are those sort of class based? Do you do home yoga at, like or in sort of outside in your, in your garden maybe or, or a bit of everything? yeah Yeah. how have you found um yoga as a as a way of of dealing with so obviously you decided to to teach yoga and i think that's just incredible to to have um have have gone down that route and given that a try because it's something so positive to come out of something so negative which i always think is is great when there is a, a positive to come out of it um what was that whole teaching experience like for you
0: wow that uh and that was there was like a, such a rush of emotions because i'd been practicing yoga uh for years before taking the the teacher training so then, when I signed up for it, I remember crying just because it was like it was a dream coming to fruition um yeah. despite the fact that I had multiple sclerosis yeah um i was like i'm I'm gonna do this, and i don't care if i don't care if I have a hard time i don't care if I suffer. I'm gonna do this because this is what I want to do. Yeah. And that was like taking a dream off my checklist. Yeah. Um, so then I completed it and and I felt like it it, it really it it made me come out definitely uh of, of that depression that I mentioned. It was yeah. like, all right, oh that's it. Now I'm a new person now, and I can be reborn as that person that I have always dreamt of being, namely a yoga teacher. And, uh, and this is where I'm going to be from now on. Unfortunately, that's not the case because that's not the case anymore because I'm not uh, actually a yoga teacher, but yes. uh, I was a yoga teacher for a while.
1: Yeah. And it's, even though it was uh, perhaps a shorter time than you would have liked, the, the, the ability to see that dream to fruition, as you said, must have been yeah, a, a hell of an accomplishment and a, a sense of achievement.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because the fact of being in front of a class of 40 people and being the one despite you having a physical disability you being the one demonstrating the poses to all these people and having them look at you uh and and being like you know like taking instructions from you even though they see that you have a physical disability it was such an empowering moment for me that I yeah, yeah yeah
1: it's like i think it's amazing and um you do hear yoga mentioned quite a bit when when um yeah. when talking of, of of ms because i think it tends to be something that perhaps if, if someone else who doesn't have ms is talking to you they might suggest mm-hmm. it because it's something perhaps that someone's mentioned to them or they they see mm-hmm. the benefit so how have you found yoga as a practice itself regardless of teaching but for your own well-being how have you found that as a way of managing your symptoms
0: i can't really think of a single symptom that I've directly addressed through yoga. Mm-hmm. I think yoga is more of a way of, of keeping everything more or less stable so that you don't have like these surges of like worsening of some symptoms or it just keeps everything a little bit softer, um, like under a certain threshold. It keeps it under control. Let's put yeah. it this way. Right. Uh, like the spasms, like the muscle tightness. Um, the I, I notice that when I don't practice yoga for a while, that uh, when I wake up at night to go, for example, to the bathroom, I uh, will shake out of control. My legs will shake out of control. Yeah. Whereas when I've been doing yoga for a while, I will notice immediately that that's not quite as bad. Yeah. So, yeah, it keeps find- everything a little bit under control.
1: And you find that there's there's that sort of, Physical strength, or physical physical strengthening of, of of your body, but also mental strength and determination.
0: That... Yeah, absolutely. Mental stre- yeah. through determination, of course, as you said, but also uh, a way of controlling your emotions so that you don't go that much through those roller coasters that uh, that multiple sclerosis sadly puts us through. Mm. Um, it keeps you a little bit more level headed right and and of course that's a bit of a cliche with yoga but it keeps you a bit more zen
1: yeah no i like that. i think that's a great a great way to to yeah to sort of sum it up there it does i suppose zen or that kind of inner peace that almost like tranquil feeling of calm that yeah. isn't really a luxury when you live with ms and if you can therefore yeah. find something that gives you a yeah. sense of 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 yeah being a bit more centered um then that's that's a that's a great a great position to to be in out of all the many positions that yoga i'm sure puts you puts you in um, <laughs>
0: uh, absolutely
1: I've, yeah I've, i found recently as well that I've, I've sort of been dabbling in a little bit of meditation which i guess mm-hmm. links very nicely to yoga in that it's it's yeah. more about that what's you know that that feeling inside and, and that calmness and recentering yourself back into the um you know in, into the into where you're supposed to supposed to be is that something that you found complements it well. Do is is you still practice meditation? I suppose with it being less physical as well.
0: I'm not that good at meditation, I have to admit. No, um, <laughs> no because I mean, I do try to practice it, but when I go, uh, when, I, when I do yoga, I'm more there for the physical practice. Yeah. Then the meditation comes through the physical practice. Right. And that's, that's, um, that's my way of meditating. Whereas just sitting still, I'm sadly not that good at doing that. I no. do meditate before going to sleep. Right. That I have to say. And that is very helpful. Um, yeah. But I, I I, do have that in my in my task list that I want to yeah. become better at, like, just making myself sit down, close my eyes, and meditate. Do nothing yeah. but meditate. Yeah. yeah. and It's, it's some,
1: something that I've, uh, yeah, I think at first as well, if it's not an area that you've perhaps you know, explored much before you, you maybe feel a bit silly, you know, sitting there and thinking, surely I should be yes. doing, I'm just sat, I'm just sat. <laughs> what can I do? Yeah. Um, yeah. And with, I suppose, exercise or, or looking at things, um, from, from that perspective, it, that's one arm of, of, of things that, um, we're often encouraged to do and, you know, do as much exercise as we feel that we're able to do or find exercises or, or sport, whatever it might be that you feel that you, that you can do. Um, yeah. And the other link, I guess, with that is is diet. Now yeah. you've done a few videos recently um, about the Walls Protocol, um, which yes. is a, bu- a book I own, <laughs> a book mm-hmm. I have <laughs> flicked through, <laughs> uh-huh. um, and it's usually on the shelf just behind me. But um, I've recently lent it to uh, a personal trainer friend of mine who's helping me with a few bits, and he wants to have a look through it. Okay, but, um, you've been going through that. Um, anyone watching? So Dr. Walls was a um, or is was is a. Uh, is- yeah, a, a doctor, she was studying, doing her rounds, training to be a doctor, got a very aggressive, quick on, onset of uh, progressive MS, was in a vertical wheelchair and then started to study diet as a way of coping with that, um, has a book out and other things that you can follow. So you've been following that diet and um, mm-hmm. yeah, trying to, trying to stick to it, I guess, as best, best you can. How's that? What's that experience been like for you? How have you, how have you found it?
0: Very good. To be honest um it's it may be a little bit tough sometimes to just say no to things, even though it looks so like appetizing, but uh you have to say no because you want to stick to your diet because you will see when you start the diet that it works it's at least in my case, I noticed immediately that there were some improvements, not only physically but also mentally. and okay. noticed I was thinking more clearly wow. um so I think. I think the, the, the hurdles that you may encounter, you can surpass them with the thought that you are feeling better. Now, whether it's going to help you heal, I don't like the word healing, but th- yeah. that's the word that's been thrown out there. Um,
1: cure, I think is another, another one that we, yeah, we sent Cure is like another it. one that oh, yeah. <laughs> makes <Yeah>. me cringe,
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. but, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it, it doesn't necessarily make the symptoms go away, but it will make them just a little bit better. At least that's what I have experienced. And uh, I'm going to be 100% honest here and admit that I have sinned here and there. And I have had a few bites of pizza. (laughs) (laughs) But
1: But nevertheless, here I am. And I'm still thinking clearly. (laughs) Exactly. And I suppose uh, 95%, 99% Walls diet is is much more beneficial than um, than not not giving it a try at all, and I, I commend you because I Absolutely. think out of anything I found dieting to be the most challenging, the most difficult for me because mm. um, I have an incredibly sweet tooth. Um, I mm. I do like to treat myself to a drink or yeah, a slice of pizza or two as well. And mm. I feel that with MS, we're always having to think about what we're not allowed to do, what we shouldn't do, what we can't yeah. do anymore. That denying yeah. yourself of, of life's luxuries um, does feel a little, bit, um, a little bit harsh. But again, you are, it's more so what you give yourself in following it in that you give yourself perhaps a better, yeah, a better quality of life or a, a, a lessening yeah. of some of those symptoms.
0: Yeah, that's where we have to look at it. Because um, yeah, you're taking something away, but you're getting something back. Yeah. in return so yeah try to look at it that way
1: definitely and the phrase i i use, I use it all the time i think every video i've done recently i've mentioned that i always say it's negotiating with your ms and it's almost saying right well if i stop this or i don't do this can mm-hmm. i have this back <laughs> will, you, mm-hmm. will you leave yeah. me alone a little bit <laughs> so i guess that sits in, into that quite quite nicely what was um, yeah. what's the sort of the the best benefit from it then that you found is it the brain fog or what what, what did you notice first
0: Oh, the brain fog. That's a good one. Absolutely. Um, okay. So I'm going to give you a very concrete example here. In the morning, when I go to work, I take the train and I take the metro. And I'm usually surrounded by tons of people, by noise, by chaos, people moving around. And before being on the protocol, I really couldn't handle any kind of information. Like I couldn't even read a book because I felt like I had like a mental overload just because of the because of the confusion that was around me because of the, 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 the sounds, all the stimuli that I had, um, a week into the protocol, I noticed that, Hey, I feel like listening to music. I just put on my headphones and I listened to music and then was like, all right, well, well, this is working nicely. Mm -hmm. And I feel like reading the news as well. (laughs) And, uh, now that I'm blocking out the noise from outside, I'm able to read the news. So they're sitting in the train with other people around me. I was able to to read the news. Wow. And that, that was, to me, was a clear example that uh, my brain fog was getting better. Yeah. my Yeah. That, that, yeah. That seems
1: like a it's, it's obvious to you that you're like, right, I'm actually seeing and feeling some benefit here. There's something yeah. that I wouldn't normally do that I feel I'm up to doing now.
0: Yeah. 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 Oh, and then also the the number of people who just came up to me, like my family, uh, came up to me and said, like straight out, without me saying anything, like, "You look so much better." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and not 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 look like uh, not physically, not my appearance, but just my my symptoms, the way I was yeah. moving, energy. I just you present better. yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had more initiative, more control over my movements. Um, yeah, just generally better. Yeah
1: it 's incredible and it 's certainly something that uh, is inspiring me to um, perhaps pick up the book again and uh, <laughs> give it, yes, give it another go yes. um, I, I mean something that i've I have done quite a bit in the past and i 've done a little mm-hmm. bit of recently and i 'm trying to do more of is is intermittent fasting um, mm-hmm. that, I, I do find that it, yeah it, it tends to be food or mm-hmm. what you eat when you eat how much you eat tends to have quite a big link to inflammation and how like more like how much more pain i might feel in terms of like a sensation yeah. in my legs and how lethargic i might feel um but when okay. i fast um i do notice that i do have that little bit more energy and, and perhaps maybe a little bit more cognitive awareness so um that Amazing. that was tough to get started but i'm, I'm glad i did and it's something I want, I want to carry on carry on doing but i so,
0: suppose if i can how many hours of fasting do you
1: do? So I, I, I've explained this to my um, to my, my wife recently as like a, a beginner's kind of or an intro to, to intermittent fasting because she wanted to try it purely because she saw that I you know looked better, felt better at, at least a, a bit um, when I was fasting. So she she wanted to give it a go. But like me, you know, she doesn't really like to go out without having a bit of breakfast, and you know, likes to have a few <clears throat> snacks here, and you know, we, we mm-hmm. enjoy food. Um, yeah. But the, the easiest way to start it is to, is to try and do a 16 hour fast, which okay. sounds like a lot, but for me, I, I would tend to do, if I know I'm going to fast, then I'll say, right. um, Like, t- let's say, for example, I'm going to fast tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, when I get home now, I might eat slightly later than I normally would, um, it's, you know, we're coming up to seven o'clock nearly here in the UK. Um, I would probably be, you know, just about to sit down maybe and have some tea. Um, so Mm -hmm. I would, I would say I would, I would try not to eat anything past eight um, o'clock in the evening. So I'll have my evening meal. I may even have a little snack and maybe a glass of wine. Um, and then in and around eight eight o'clock we'll we'll say, um, then I Mm -hmm. would, I'd say right. I'm starting my fast now. So from then on, I might have a glass. I'll have a glass of water when I take my tablets before I go to bed. But um, it'll just be, I'll just have some water. That'll that'll be it. And then I'll go to bed. So I'm only up for another couple of hours or so, and then I'll go to bed. So mm-hmm. then I'm going to sleep through the next, you know, six, seven, eight hours of fasting. Yeah, that's that. That's yeah. done. Um, so so when you wake up, then that's when it's the the, the challenge sets in because routine would suggest that you know. I want to get up. I need to have something to eat. I need to have, I'll have a little snack because I'm hungry on the way to work maybe. And then, you know, someone in the office has brought some donuts in or there's some fruit or whatever it might mm-hmm. be. That's the challenge. That's what. That's the only bit you have to overcome. And that's when you wake up in mm-hmm. the morning, obviously you have a glass of water if you have any tablets and continue to drink water as you should. Um, if you like a caffeinated drink, you know, maybe it's a tea or a coffee. We just, I just don't have any milk. So I'll have a glass of water in the morning. I'll then have maybe a, a, a black coffee or two Um, as I start my day and as I'm getting busier, my mind's distracted and I'm having a coffee as I normally would. And then before I know it, it's, it's the middle of the day. Mm So, so all I've done really, if you break it down is skip breakfast. Yeah. You know, I've I've been able to have a snack after my tea. I've had maybe a drink. Um, and then I've got up in the morning and I've had a bit of black coffee. And then before I know it, it's, it's, it's midday. So from eight o'clock to midday, there's, there's a 16 hour fast
0: done. Yeah.
1: It's actually not that
0: difficult. (laughs)
1: No,
0: it's actually not that difficult, and there's more and more like articles coming out and like regular media and 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 newspapers saying that fasting is proven to actually be beneficial for many conditions. (laughs) So there's no reason why. In my case, there is a reason why i don't fast, and that is my tremors. Um, Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, When I when I get hungry, I start shaking too much, like out of control. So I it became okay. unseasable
1: yeah and i suppose that's a nod isn't it to the fact that even if you know we both have relapsing remitting ms but our symptoms and and those symptoms that we may even symptoms we both have mm-hmm. we might have them different severities or i might have one that you yeah. don't and yeah. i might react differently to certain things so i guess any message to anyone anyone watching or anyone listening that that wants to try it it's yeah listening to your body isn't it and and understanding what works for you um so i'm finding Absolutely. fasting to be quite beneficial you're finding the wals protocol something that once you've got into a routine with it is is really helping you
0: yeah and and actually i i don't want to be like a, a one sided ambassador for the wals protocol because <laughs> everyone everyone will find a different diet that will suit them better Absolutely. than the other yeah um there's people uh saying that the carnivore diet made their multiple sclerosis go away or the vegan yeah. diet or yeah. the very opposite diets though. <laughs> exactly. Only eat meat.
1: <laughs> Only eat meat. Eat anything but meat. Eat the air. Yeah, yeah. Just to show you how different people can be. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and and you could swap those diets and have a completely different experience, I'm sure. So it's. Exactly. Yeah, really. Exactly. Really so do you want to give us then, for anyone who isn't familiar with the, the Walls Protocol, give us a bit of a synopsis of, of, of the general kind of concept of it and the things you try to stick to and, and the things you have to avoid? What's, what's the kind of yeah. overview?
0: Yeah. I'm going to talk about the. Sorry, without, without making
1: you an ambassador of the, the yeah. Walsh Protocol,
0: but as you're no, going no, through no, and no. trying. <laughs> Which I am not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So there are three, three different levels of the Walls Protocol. Um, I'm doing the most basic one because the third most advanced level, that gets a little bit too extreme for me. Um, and that involves intermittent fasting as well.
1: Oh, okay. Which you've already said is, is yeah, a, a exactly. no go, really.
0: Yeah, okay. not viable for me no. um the this most basic level that i'm following pretty much entails that you eat gluten-free and dairy-free okay. uh and gluten-free then means that uh, you can't have wheat you can't have uh yeah or gluten what else yeah. contains gluten
1: no bread no beer
0: <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah right, there okay. is gluten-free beer though there, there is there, so and it's, not, don- like,
1: it's not that bad
0: there are some good more and more there's better ones coming out Honestly, I've been drinking that for so long that I don't even notice. I don't remember what it was like before, the gluten-containing beer. Yeah. Um, No dairy. uh, So that means no milk, no cheese, no yogurt. And you'd be surprised how many things actually contain both of these two things, gluten and dairy, without you thinking about it. So it takes a little bit of work, you uh, getting your head around what may contain gluten. And then if you go to a restaurant and... Ask if they have anything. Even though the menu looks perfectly safe from a walls uh, perspective, um, then you ask and it turns out that everything contains gluten and dairy. So you <laughs> yeah. have to be a little bit, a little bit careful. Yeah. But the upside, the plus of this diet is that uh, lo and behold, corn is not. I mean, corn is gluten free, so that means that you can have tons oh, okay. of uh, tacos, Mexican yeah. food, tons of Mexican food. <laughs> yeah, okay, which is what they yeah, yeah. having. <laughs> yeah exactly i don't have bread <laughs> but i have corn tortillas yeah so oh, okay
1: okay yeah there's some compromises yeah. you can you can make there and oh yeah even like a, oh, yeah. a, tor- a tortilla based pizza with dairy maybe dairy free cheese there are some there, uh, i guess uh, vegan cheeses are a bit difficult aren't they yeah.
0: yeah yeah i'd rather just skip the i'd rather just skip the cheese bit and yeah. just like live with the idea that i'm not gonna have cheese
1: yeah, but then you maybe treat yourself to a slice of pizza every now and then because you're doing the hard work, really, aren't you? And, and you exactly.
0: a little treat here and there. And then, yeah, it? and yeah. then with the family, if we want to have a good time, then you know I'm not yeah. going to be the one being annoying about it.
1: Yeah, we can't eat there because they don't. Yeah, if you want to just yeah, you've, you've earned it, really, haven't you? I guess.
0: Yeah, that's the way I want to look at it.
1: Yeah, definitely, um, and I guess the, the 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 kind of the parallels between fasting. And the walls protocol and and i guess obviously with the walls protocol also encouraging fasting in in some capacity um it's kind of going back to that um sort of primitive man or prim- you know hum- as humans in their early stages we weren't meant to eat constantly and have three square meals a day and we weren't meant mm-hmm. to have the same foods all year round lots of grain mm-hmm. and you know all the things that were grown during the Second World War and, and around that time. You know yeah. we're supposed to eat food seasonally. We're not supposed to mm-hmm. eat every hour awake. Um, so I guess it, it, it makes sense to that in that degree, doesn't it?
0: Oh yeah, it does. It does definitely. Yeah, yeah. they definitely didn't have crackers or uh, potato chips. <laughs> <so>. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and all these delicious <laughs> foods. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> None of Although, that. Although I I really love popcorn, so actually. That seems to be. Hey, that's a good one. Go. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. like sweet and salty popcorn. So maybe less of the sweet. Perhaps if it's uh, a bit too much. Sugar but the sweet,
0: I mean, if it's just sugar, yeah, I mean, the problem would be sugar. But sugar is not it per se. It's not forbidden on yeah. the walls protocol.
1: But we know, we know, we shouldn't have too much of that anyway. And yeah yeah, yeah yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And
1: like I said you don't want to limit yourself too much straight away. You know, it's, you know, gradual and, and enjoy some mm-hmm. things here and there exactly exactly yeah
0: if you can just like have a little bit less of gluten contained foods and dairy contained foods and yeah. maybe then little by little you'll start noticing a little bit of an improvement
1: yeah and that's that kind of positive reinforcement then isn't it Where i'm seeing a benefit i'm feeling a benefit so it's exactly. a little bit easier to give up or like going out and getting really drunk you know the bad times are going to come the next morning so yeah yeah, yeah. it's a given give and take isn't it but no i think yeah. that's that's Really interesting. And, and you've certainly, um, explained it well to me. I think I understand it better and I think I need to spend a bit of time familiarizing myself with it a bit more. Um, yeah, I, I guess with, you know, how you found, you know, you couldn't really sit down and, and read and things on the, on the, on the Metro and things like that. Um, I also have ADHD. So I find sitting down and reading a book, I just get my mind wanders. I get too distracted. So I did mm-hmm. download the audio book as well of, of the walls protocol. Mm-hmm. So perhaps, you know, as I go to bed tonight, I can stick my, stick my headphones in and just absorb it as I sleep, hopefully. And.
0: <laughs> or as you meditate. Yeah. Well,
1: there we go. Yeah. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be combined whilst I'm doing, you know, a, a warrior pose or something at the same time, we can, yeah, we can, this, this super diet it'll be won't it? Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah, the yeah. hardest thing hardest thing's been to give up then when you've um as you sort of moved into the 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 diet.
0: Ah uh, well, as I mentioned I grew up in Italy, so definitely yeah. pasta. Yeah, yes, yeah. pasta fan. Yeah, but then then as time uh went on, I, I started discovering some pretty good uh pasta alternatives like okay. non gluten containing pasta alternatives. Yeah. So like pasta made out of uh what's it called? Uh, oatmeal and oh, corn there's like- a pasta made like that and it's actually quite good yeah consistency wise and taste wise yeah it's not half bad yeah so yeah
1: okay i have to give that a try i suppose well, with, with pasta yeah. dishes you know it, it, it can depend a lot on what you put with it what the sauces may be or what's accompanying it. it's it's not yeah. very rare you would make a bowl of plain pasta so i guess you can exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> accommodate maybe or, or compensate rather for a little bit of a different experience, but no, it's...
0: Yeah. Absolutely. But one word of advice, though, one word of caution, is that uh, once you go gluten-free, be careful of all those products that say, like, for example, gluten-free bread right. or gluten-free something, mm-hmm. because they do tend to be much more expensive than regular right. bread. Oh, okay. So that's when you're better off just like saying, all right, you know what? I'm just going to give up on bread yeah. altogether.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and I suppose it's a case of, right, I'm not allowed this food. I'm not going to eat the fake version or the pretend version. I'm just going to find the things that I can eat and that I can enjoy and, and take exactly. advantage of those. Yeah, Exactly. Uh, so I, 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 I mean, I had toast this morning, strangely, but typically I don't really, I don't have a lot of bread as it is really, unless it's maybe garlic right. bread with, with some pasta or, or yeah. Oh, but, that's uh, good. I guess, yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, garlic, garlic tortilla something or others maybe or yeah, um, yeah i like i like nice yeah. and spicy food maybe a maybe a more mexican-based diet might be the answer maybe that'll be the easy one to do lots yeah. of fresh vegetables and, and things yeah like that. No, that, there you um, go there you go I, I definitely would miss pizza but um yeah you can <laughs> yeah. you can make um, i think a friend of mine just had a bit of an um i mean my my sister-in-law she's um she's celiac she's gluten intolerant um so she often, okay. i mean again she will have a little treat here and there as well but Really, sort of uncomfortable effects afterwards doesn't feel great. Um, but a yeah. friend of mine um, was sort of uh, feeling a bit bloated and just wasn't feeling himself. Um, my best friend Chris and he, I think he went gluten free for a while and I'm sure because he likes to make his own pizzas, was mm-hmm. able to sort of make a bit of a dough that that was I th- I'm sure it was gluten free. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, there may be some some ways around it. But we we have made um, tortilla pizzas for the kids as well sometimes like on a, okay. on a, a tortilla base. So that's yeah, they're, they're, they're wow. not that
0: bad do you send me the recipe for that
1: yeah (laughs) based on my cooking it's a very simple (laughs) well yeah i'll do some i'll do some recommendations and and definitely send them send them your way um no i'm gonna have to gonna have to give that a go um one thing um I wanted to ask as well, but we kind of went down the route with the with the uh, the yoga and the diets and stuff. Um, just just going back to your um, your time when um, sort of just after you were diagnosed. Sorry to sort of throw us back in the mix there, but um, yeah. how did you how did you find the the healthcare system um, where you were during your diagnosis, and and how does it compared to that in Spain? Have you have you noticed much differences, or what's the sort of biggest biggest differences, and are there any challenges in, in either one? Do you think?
0: Well, luckily, they're pretty similar in that the coverage is 100% uh, uh, covered by the state, yeah, um, by Social Security. Um, the problem that I found with the Danish system was that there wasn't really, um, like every time I went to the hospital to get a checkup, it would be a different doctor. Oh, okay. So there wasn't like that sort of personal relation with the doctor. Yeah. Whereas here in Spain, I know that every time I go to the hospital, it's going to be the same doctor uh, yeah. checking me, and, and she knows me. And, and you know, I, I know her, and I know that I can joke around, and I know that I can say, like, well, last time I was here. Yeah. And she's going to know what I'm referring to. Whereas when I was in Denmark, it was like, well, I have to, yeah. you know, rewind and explain everything from the beginning, like how it started. And oh, that was a little bit tiring. I can
1: imagine that. Especially yeah, when... Well, so yeah, yeah, having to explain yourself every time, particularly just after your diagnosis as well, like reliving this, this whole journey every single time must have been draining. Exactly,
0: exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Also, when we don't have that much energy, uh, we want to save some energy and by not having to explain the whole thing over and over again. Yeah. And yet we had to yeah i mean
1: maybe it's changed a bit now i'm not sure uh, hopefully they've maybe you know as we understand more about about ms hopefully they've they've made some changes but certainly i'm I'm pleased that the experience in spain um is 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 a much or certainly is a one that you you experience better um and, and are more comfortable yeah with, certainly yeah yeah um yeah. have you gone on to uh have any disease modifying treatments is there one or, or two you've tried or have you tried to sort of
0: go down I've, different I've, routes? I've, I've tried the whole, uh, <laughs> a, a lot of different, uh, treatments. Yeah. I started with, uh, Avonex, then went on to Tysabri then um, Jelenia and then, uh, Carinion Ocrevus. Okay. And, uh, I've been, uh, on that treatment for the past three years.
1: Almost got a full bingo card. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and <laughs> <done them> <laughs> um, I have heard some really positive things recently though, about, and I know they're doing more trials of bringing other, other people onto it. It seems it can be, is it more of an aggressive one? But I guess with that, you know, you're seeing some some better results. Is it, a, you know, so, so far so good?
0: Well, I wouldn't call it aggressive because honestly, there's no? zero side effects compared to the other treatments that I've been on. Zero oh, side okay. effects. Wow. Um, I just go to the hospital, uh, lie there for uh, six, uh, no not six hours. Yeah, around six hours uh, getting the infusion. Um, and then I get out of the hospital and as if nothing had happened, as if I just had a pretty pleasant nap, I consider my day off. Yeah.
1: Just meditation. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That'd be a good time. You can't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really good to hear. And I'm glad that you're, you're, you know, doing well on it and it's, it's, it's going well. And I guess with all the, the the disease modifying treatments, it's that, you know, if we find one that works really well for everybody, then. Everybody gets to kind of move over on onto that that session. And do do you find um, as you're leading up to your next bout of treatment, do you notice mm. symptoms worsening? I want to say yes, but
0: in reality, uh, not really. Um, I think it's the worsening. I feel is more related to the fact that I know that I'm um, running out of of medication, but. I think I just generally feel the same. Um, I mean, as it is, even even right after the treatment, I still have ups and downs, good days and bad days. Of course. So it, it's yeah. No, I wouldn't say that it's always before getting the treatment that I get bad days.
1: Yeah, at least you know then as well that if you're having bad days and it's well, I'm I'm having my treatment soon, so yeah, I can yeah. I can endure this for a short term and then I'll be back on my feet and feeling better. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good to hear. Um, well there is there is a term being thrown around the uh, the crap gap, uh, which is <laughs> the time leading up to the next treatment.
1: Yeah, I like um, that. Um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna but, I'm gonna but luckily that. like
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> but luckily <laughs> I i can't say that I've experienced a crap gap. Yeah. Like uh for sure. Oh, I'm
1: I'm pleased. I'm pleased. That's that's um yeah. that's really great to great to hear. Uh, one thing obviously that I, I wanna um just touch on a little bit more because it's, it's how we met. And um, for those watching that, that haven't seen your channel, um, Life of Seb is uh, your, your YouTube channel. And it's been something that you've been working on um, to, you know, to talk about multiple sclerosis and your experiences and thing, things like that. What made you decide to go down the YouTube route and, and how have you found the overall experience and, and the community that, that lives, lives on that space? Wow.
0: All right. So now we're talking about eight years eight years ago um i started this uh like as i uh came out of my depression and came to terms with my uh medical condition and i accepted the fact that i had it had it yet at the time i remember that i was desperately looking around for uh, other people living with multiple sclerosis on social media um well, whether it be youtube instagram uh, facebook groups uh yet I felt like, maybe I didn't look well enough, but I felt like I couldn't find anything uh, on YouTube. I wanted to see live people. Yeah. I want to see what they looked like, what they yeah. sounded like when they talked. Um, yet I couldn't find any examples of that. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start my own channel. And then at least I'm going to be, you know, as 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 a form of self-therapy. I'm going to be talking about it in a way to appease my thoughts and to feel like it was a way of letting my feelings breathe Mm -hmm. and, and run free. And that's why my channel became a bit of a, a bit of a stream of consciousness channel, because in the end, it's really just me talking about different topics. And as I talk about them, I just let myself, um, yeah, show some skin and Yeah. And, and talk about uh, the thoughts that pop into my my into my mind as I think about the topic.
1: And I find that really cathartic. I find that really, you know, methodical and almost a way of journaling, I guess, and, and getting the thoughts out of your head and doing something positive. But then the response and the kind comments that you get from that are just so Absolutely. lovely. Yeah, absolutely. How There's have you found so the, re- the reaction?
0: Incredible. There's so much support to be gained from the community, and and they're all just there for you, and they're so thankful for you being them for there for them. Mm-hmm. It's like a it's it's really like a two way thing. They yeah. you give to them, but they give to you as well. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a very generous community. Yeah,
1: uh, and one that um, I've. So, yeah, just fallen in love with and connected with with so many amazing people and discovered so many amazing yeah. people, such as yourself. It's been so great to follow your journey, and I'm always mm. making more time now to to catch up with those that I want to see and and the, the real the real MS stories that we um, that we want to see and that I guess vulnerability and transparency that other yeah. people with MS who perhaps don't know anyone else with MS really relate to and and resonate to is that the sort yeah. of experience that you found?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Very positive experience altogether.
1: Yeah. Uh, You touched on, on, uh, on Instagram a little bit as well. Is that, is that something you're looking to do more of?
0: Sort of. um, Either that, or I start a new Instagram channel completely dedicated to my life with multiple sclerosis, because I feel like there's, it's an Instagram channel that uh, was born pre MS diagnosis and that as the years went on, uh, there's been a little bit of a, it's been blended with the yoga community. So, like, there are too many things blended together in there. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so I don't feel like talking about MS uh, entirely on that yeah. uh, profile will be that uh, yeah. that appropriate, perhaps. I think you're right, um, because...
1: I mean, I've always, any, any sort of video you may have watched about YouTube in general um, and other social media platforms tends to be, it's like, find your niche and yeah. the audience will grow from that. And I, I think you're right. If you try and blend too many topics in one space, you're going to, yeah, just confuse people and not have it. But yeah, I've I found recently some real support from the, uh, the Instagram community. Um, and I find mm. it's an ever-growing space. I think because you do see a lot of... Um, that kind of generation of, of people who are just so used to social media and, and having Instagram being a big part of their life that almost the first thing they do after diagnosis is right. I'm going to start at Instagram and, and that's how I'm going to yeah. process it. So it, it's really supportive. And I think, um, yeah, I would definitely encourage you to have a dedicated page, join in with the, um, with all the fun and support and stuff and, and memes yeah. that get, get posted around. And it's a great result to share some of the clips and things from, from videos that you might post on YouTube and, direct a few people that way as well who want some of that longer form exactly contact. so yeah so yeah get get hashtag get sev on insta must be a, a, <laughs> a new one <laughs> we have to uh, we have to focus um really really appreciate you joining me um on the ms mindset uh, it's yeah, a really new sort of uh, avenue that I'm, I'm going down um and it's been a great uh, reason to to finally you know catch up and get to know each other um and there's a couple of questions that i've i've so far um Asked the, the guys that have already been on um mm. sort of two two similar questions but from a, a different take but firstly what would be the advice you would give to yourself if you could go back to that moment when you found out you had ms what would you say to that what would you say to 2013 seb Ooh.
0: not to put you on the spot <laughs> uh, no 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 because um i would say some pretty strong things to myself uh I think i I would the person that I was at the time would have been a very fragile Seb, very scared of a lot of things, so what I would say to him would be that um fear not um you're actually stronger than you know, and you're gonna discover uh a much stronger version of yourself and you're going to feel so much more empowered and you're going to feel more proud of yourself than you are currently. And you're going to have reasons for that. And the reason for that will be that uh, you live with this uh, unpredictable condition. And yet here you are and and you will come out of this 10 years from now being an empowered person. Um, and there's nothing to be afraid of and and seb just um know that it's not going to be that bad
1: that's amazing that, that, wow hmm. That's caught me off guard that really. that's like a really emotional sort of yeah pep talk i guess to your your younger <laughs> self and, and and testament to the resilience that you've built and the the happy life that you've made for yourself despite yeah. of you know, despite a condition like MS. So, no, it's an amazing answer to a question. Like, thank you for thank you for that. Um, and and lastly, then, um, in a similar take, um, what would be the the piece of advice you would give to someone who is newly diagnosed, who's just discovered that they have M- MS?
0: Don't be afraid to don't be afraid to be sad, to let yourself uh, mourn. To 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 cry, to, uh, find someone's shoulder to cry on. Um, just let yourself be vulnerable. You will have plenty of time to be strong. And as you let yourself be vulnerable, you will find that strength, the strength that you will need later on in life. And
1: That, that, two amazing answers thank you like we're gonna get a couple of yeah you know, good few cracking clips out of this <laughs> this podcast so, you know <laughs> really great answers and some great advice as well so yeah no thank you for that that's um that's great and and hopefully yeah if, if anyone is watching that's newly diagnosed um yeah just just know that there are there's a big community of uh of sebs and, and liams and other people on instagram and youtube that are, that are here to support you and and offer great advice and like you that we are absolutely. Yeah. No, that's brilliant. Um. So, life of Seb on YouTube. I will um definitely. Uh, I mean, obviously, th- this will be on YouTube, so it'll be up here somewhere and down in the got a cross reference. Yes, it is. We're gonna to come together. <laughs> absolutely. Um. So yeah, I'll, I'll tag you and everything, and 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 post your channel all over the description, and and it'll be popping up throughout the episode. Um. So amazing. Uh, yeah. Anyone who hasn't checked out your channel, please go and, and subscribe to Seb because uh, he's an amazing guy. He's an inspiration and someone that I love to to keep a track on and, and follow. That you're well, I'm talking to the third person and follow your uh, yeah your advice and um, yeah you've been a you've been a great strength to me as well. So thank you for everything thank that you. you do. And uh, yeah, I appreciate thank you, you, Liam, for
0: inviting me to this uh, to this uh, to this interview. Uh, uh, yeah. I think it's a great project that you have going on here.
1: Thank you. No, I, I appreciate that. And, and when I decided to do it, you were one of the first first people I, I thought of and, and thought I have to get Seb on. So I appreciate you um, <laughs> jumping on, even though you are an hour in the past technically somewhere, you know, I'm speaking to six o'clock, seven o'clock Seb, and it's now half, Yet yeah, we're time differences, it's, but we've made it happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but thank you so much for your time. And uh, yeah, I will, um, Look forward to catching up with you again. Hopefully, in the future, we can jump on and do do some more shows like this if uh, if you have the time and we can we can, we can absolutely.
0: we're we're connected there commenting on each other's channels. so absolutely we'll, we'll definitely stay in touch. We'll stay in touch.
1: love it. So thanks All everyone right. for for checking out the video. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already, and yeah, I look forward to bringing you uh more and more I'm, I'm like talking to the camera but i'm looking for how to stop recording <laughs> there we are <laughs> Try that again. Uh, yeah thanks for checking out today's episode uh, subscribe if you haven't already and subscribe to life of seb and i look forward to seeing you in the next, uh, next video